It's time for another Magic Monday, the podcast that explores the magical worlds of fantasy fiction. Ready to add some magic to your Monday? Let's dive in. Welcome to another Magic Monday, brought to you by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Carrie Schaefer, and I can't wait to dive into the magical world of today's featured book, The Magic All Around, with author Jennifer Moorman. Jennifer was born and raised in Southern Georgia, and you're going to hear when she starts talking, she has a lovely, for me, as a Northerner, Southern accent. Uh, now living in Nashville, Jennifer is the best-selling author of the Magical Realism Mystic Water series and her newest novel, The Magic All Around. Jennifer started writing in elementary school, crafting epic tales of adventure and love and magic. She wrote stories in mead notebooks, on printer paper, on napkins, and on the soles of her shoes. Her blog is full of dishes inspired by fiction, and she hosts baking classes showcasing these recipes. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to dive right into the book, but I do, I have to ask, as soon as I read your bio, I want to hear about writing stories on the soles of your shoes. Well, sometimes you don't have anything to write on and this you just is... have to write with what, whatever you have, which is your hands. But the downside of writing on your hands is you'll wash them by accident. Yes. And forget you have maybe some important keynote on there, <laughs> but on your shoes, you can get away with it without getting in trouble if it's on the bottom. So does it not wear off? You'd have to not it walk does. very much during it, the day. It does. You, that's so true. You can't walk very far. But depending on what you're writing them on, like if you used a Sharpie, it's a little more permanent and can last a little bit longer, but your parents don't see that you've written on your shoes. <laughs> I love this. This is so fun. We'll have to talk about that more later. But right now, let's dive into the wonders of the magic all around, which by the way, the bad part about not having a video for this is that this is such a gorgeous cover. It has a hummingbird on it. It's so pretty. Um, Can you tell our listeners you know, the short version of what the magic all around is all about. Yes. So the story of the magic all around is about Maddie. She's been traveling across the country her whole life with her mother. And the story opens up, this is not a spoiler alert, but the story opens up where she is a, has to attend the reading of her mother's will in the small town in Georgia where her mother grew up. So Maddie is shocked to learn when she's listening to the will that not only is there an inheritance, but there is also a, a series of seemingly absurd tasks that she has to complete in order to claim her inheritance. That also means she's got to stick around the town, which she does not want to do. But ultimately, she decides she's going to claim her inheritance and she starts the tasks. As she gets through the tasks, what she starts to realize is that her mother had a really well thought out plan for why she chose exactly what she did for Maddie. And so during the process of completing the tasks, Maddie just starts to find out who she really is where her purpose is, where she belongs in the world. And she also learns that if she stays in one place long enough to plant roots, that maybe that's the best possible life for her. Right. And it's so much fun. I loved that list of things she had to create. And actually, there's a little bit, um, so a little similarity between this book, uh, You're the Magic All Around, and my last book, and probably yours, in which I had a character who was given an impossible uh, a task to go to an island she didn't think existed and have to go find a treasure. So I kind of had um, fun seeing that we were playing with some of the same 
little magic spirits yeah. whispering in our ears. <laughs> so. Yeah, just like different iterations of the same idea of like a treasure hunt or a scavenger hunt. Right. I, I love that too. I love the adventure of that and the the idea that it seems kind of impossible and ridiculous, but you do it anyway. Right. Right. Exactly. So I like to say the improbable is not impossible. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> so you have, this is a fun world. And so we need to talk about that a little bit because this is a magical realism. This is not straight up fantasy. Like we often talk about on this show where we're in a completely different realm. Um, this is everyday magic kind of like I like to think of it. And so do you want to talk a little bit about the, the kinds of magic that we're going to find in the world? And then we'll get into more specifically about your different characters yes I love that you call it everyday magic because that's how I think of it I think of it as everyday characters everyday situations just very ordinary except there's this enchantment that's weaved all the way throughout and a lot of the characters just accepted as regular life whereas you and I would think it was a little bit more than just regular life and so we have everything in this story from music that changes when people come into a room we have clothing that might be extra special if someone makes it. We have personalities that are overly charming, but in a good way, but just kind of in a kind of a mystical way. Like you're just, you know how you're drawn to people. Sometimes people just captivate you. And so I wanted to include everyday stuff like that in the story. And then we also have a house, which I adore, that is enchanted. I would live in this house, so I need to find it somewhere. But mainly it's just things in my own life that I think are just, magical and and just synchronistic right. and I love bringing those things in, into my stories right okay so you live I'm going to guess in a world that is a little bit magical anyways you've used I the do. word synchronicity I'm so glad we're getting to meet because this is my life too so I love the word yeah. synchronicity this is one of my favorite those little magical moments that you you wonder it's like wow did that actually just happen um and so yeah. it sounds like you've taken things that are our normal ordinary magic for you and maybe just mm -hmm. made them a little degree more intensive so that you can put them in the in the story i think that's i think that's fair a fair assessment just elevated just slightly yeah. elevated from the the life that i live on a regular basis which i'm always looking for the magic i'm always looking right. for the synchronicity and the signs just everywhere and so right. i'm constantly finding them because i'm looking for them and I love putting that in my stories because I'm just like you and I, we're not the only people who do that. Oh, right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know some people who, you know, live on a level that is more kind of what sneaks into our yeah. books that I've always, I've always yeah. wanted that. Like, I want that level of magic, which is one reason why we write it. Um, yeah. So the characters, you know, to get more into your, to the world of your magic now, let's, let's talk about the, I want to start with the house. <laughs> I okay. love this house. So tell us a little bit about the house and the kinds of things that the house can do. I want to live there too. I'll, we, we find it. I'll move in with you. <laughs> exactly. It's big enough for both of us. Right. I love this house. It's it's very sweet. And actually, when I started writing the story, I, did, I didn't think the house was a character. I, I had no intentions of making it enchanted. But as you probably have experienced, some sometimes characters take a life of their own in your stories. And they Absolutely. just organically grow into something new. So what happened with, with the house, it's the Russell family house. It's been in their house for many generations. And Maddie is born on Halloween. And she comes to this small town 
every year on her birthday and her aunt makes her this special cake. And so where the house idea started was when Maddie opened the pantry, all the ingredients had reshuffled themselves to put her birthday ingredients in the front. And they kind of wiggle a little bit like they're excited that you've spotted them the way that your puppy would when you come home. They're super excited to see you. And then I thought, oh, wait, the house is enchanted. It does like special things. Yeah. And what else would it do if it were trying to bring you messages? And it brings messages to all the family members differently. But let's say that it doesn't want you to go in a room. It will close the door so that you can't get in it. It doesn't close you in, so it's not a creepy house. It doesn't <laughs> right? trap you, but it will keep you from getting into something. It will move things around. It will blink its lights at you. It'll set off the smoke alarms if it doesn't like what you're doing. And so it has been described as the annoying, loving aunt that you have that's <laughs> tr trying to help you. And so it does it the, the only way that it can, which is using you know its structure to get your attention but it really thinks it's part of their family. And it is. It is. It is totally part of the family. Can we talk about, if we can't, it's okay, but can we talk about what is in Maddie's closet that the house wants her to see? Or is that too much oh, of a... No, I think that's okay. I can, I can tell you. <laughs> so as a teenager, Maddie wrote the name of this cute boy and herself in a closet. So if you've ever grown up and you've written your name and put a heart in between the two, you know, just little cutesy things. And she wrote it on her closet wall. And that was years ago, 10, more than 10 years ago. And the house does not want to erase it. And so even as an adult, when Maddie is trying to cover it up, it won't let her. And I just love that about the house. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it doesn't let you have a choice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like, no, we are not going to erase this. We're not going to cover this up. So that was very fun. I'm um, which let me see. I'm trying to think what order we should go in. Let's talk about let's talk about um, Lilith a little bit. So Maddie's deceased mm -hmm. mother. Um, so what kind of things are special about Lilith? So Lilith is someone that if you met, you probably would think was a little eccentric, but incredibly charismatic and charming. You would be drawn to her. You might not even know why. She's just kind of electric. And she is, gosh, you know, I think probably where she got in the most trouble growing up was that men were electrified to her. And that maybe that was your boyfriend or maybe that was your brother. And you didn't want him to have anything to do with this strange, ethereal kind of girl who grows into a woman. She means well. She has a really good heart, but she just kind of gets what she wants, no matter what that is. And she experiences that her whole life, that things just happen very easily for her. People are attracted to her and she uses it to her advantage, but in a way that she's not trying to harm anyone, but she knows her power and she does use it. Right. Yes, she does. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> so um, Maddie's aunt, Penelope, uh, who lives mm -hmm. in the house and has lived here um, all the years while Lilith has been roaming the countryside, um, mm -hmm. kind of holding down the fort. Let's, let's talk a little bit yeah. about Penelope and what, what her magic is all about. So Penelope is the responsible sister. She's the one who takes care of things, makes sure things happen, makes sure people are fed. She has just grown up that way. So she's a, a little more serious, but there is a playful side to her. She just keeps it closed off right. and just focuses on staying serious. But she has an incredible ability to create clothing and fabric, and she stitches them together in a way that 
maybe brings you comfort if you wear something she makes or helps you feel loved or safe. And so that is a skill that she just has naturally. And she doesn't show it off that way. So it's not something that she would tell everyone that, that she could do that. She just knows she can. And she gets a feeling about people and maybe what they need. And she'll make things for them. She stitches wedding dresses. She also makes really special clothing for, for Maddie, things that she knows Maddie might need or might help her somehow. But again, it's not something, Penelope's very private. So mm-hmm. she doesn't talk about her gift. Um, she's in a small town. So sometimes talking about your gifts in a small enclosed area is not the best way to win friends, right. but it's, she still uses her gift. She just uses it quietly. Right, right. I have to, you know, it just struck me. It reminds me this whole um, family, the Russell women, it reminds me a little bit of practical magic. It's not, it's not that they're quite as out there where the whole town believes that they're witches, but they're just a Mm -hmm. little bit witchy. Yeah. No, I I, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They know there's something slightly special about the Russell family because it is true, but they're also, like you said, they're just a little bit softer about it and not as overt Lilith was probably the most overt of all of them but because they're such a sweet family people just also do their best to accept them as they are even though they know they're kind of odd right exactly and then we have Maddie and Maddie Maddie is not really aware of any of this and that's Mm -hmm. the thing she's grown up without realizing her gifts or knowing about the house and she comes home and all of a sudden she's being kind of forced to notice um, all these little Mm -hmm. things so let's talk about Maddie Maddie has two gifts really it's around around music and around her Mm -hmm. art so um, Mm -hmm. tell us about that I think we'll start with her art so I think often people grow up with what you would either call a talent or a gift and because it's so innate and part of who they are they don't think about it as a gift they just think oh this is something I do well like maybe you're a people person or maybe you are artistic or you can build houses you just think it's part of who you are and until someone else points it out no no that's really actually very special you might not even notice. And so Maddie's been painting her whole life. She's sold paintings when they've been traveling on the road. She sold, she sells it for money. She sells it for whatever, but she has this ability to paint exactly what somebody needs, even if she's never met them. So anytime she paints and she goes out to sell them, she sells everything she paints because somebody always needs exactly that. She's also been painting pieces of her life along the way and she doesn't know it. Right. When it comes to music, this is an interesting skill for her that she's also not paid attention to because if you've ever gotten in the car and your favorite song comes on, you're like, oh, this is my favorite song. But for Maddie, that happens because it's exactly the song she needs to hear and the, you know, whatever powers that be knows it and they will change the stations. And so depending on her mood, the radio will change or the music will just shift. And again, it's something that it has to be brought to her attention because she's never noticed it before. But Inside of the Russell house, it's really hard not to notice that something is exceptional about the place. Right. Well, especially sometimes, you know, you said that um, it's something that Maddie needs to hear, but it might not be music that she wants to hear, especially if perhaps there's a a romance (laughs) growing that she doesn't want anything to do with. And every time this gentleman is around, the radio (laughs) starts playing, you know, love songs or um, I believe even his cell phone ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> it goes it, off with 
<laughs> so she's trying so hard not to feel what she's feeling and definitely to conceal what she's feeling and the mm -hmm. house is not having it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I think of it like a, if you had an annoying little brother right. and he's like, you know, teasing you about your boyfriend, you're like, go away. Right. But it's just the house or the radio. And they're like, nope, we're here. Here's this thing. <laughs> right. Right. So fun. So fun. Um. So, and we can't give you any spoilers. So there is some romance, there's secrets, there's family secrets that come out. It's all built in this wonderful, magical world with this marvelous house. And you know already, if you're listening to this, that you totally need to read this book, Um. which is out um now, I believe. When, Jennifer? It is. It came out January 16th. So right. it is out and everywhere. It, there's an audio book and there's an ebook and there's there's a print book. So whatever your favorite reading option is. Wonderful. That's so wonderful. Um, and where can people find you online? They can find me on my website, which is jennifermormon.com. I'm also on Instagram. That's my favorite platform. So they can find me there. I'm on Facebook. And those are the three main places where people can find me and connect. And I would love that. I have a newsletter if they're interested in free recipes or freebies or fun. just fun, fun stuff. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to sign up for your newsletter because we need to stay um, connected. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This has been another episode of Another Magic Monday. I hope that you are finding a little magic in your Monday today. I am talking with uh, Jennifer Mormon about her lovely book, The Magic All Around. Join us next time for Another Magical World. Read a good book. Bye.